Well, hello teachers, and welcome back to the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. For the next couple of weeks on the podcast, we will be re-airing some of our favorites and most popular podcast episodes. The team at EB is taking a little bit of a break as we head into the holidays, so we thought, what a better time than this to air past episodes that we know are going to absolutely benefit you in this time of the year. So we hope that you enjoy these. Thanks so much for listening. And we will be back with our regularly scheduled new releases on the podcast come the new year. Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. We're your hosts, Caitlin Mitchell and Jessica Kanata. If you're looking for ways to bring rigor and engagement to your middle school ELA classroom, without sacrificing your nights and weekends, then this podcast is for you. Our goal is to provide you with your weekly dose of tips, tools, and inspiration so you can actually enjoy teaching again. We'll help you bring the fun and creativity to your ELA lessons so that your students master the standards and you can leave school when the bell rings. Get ready to be that teacher you've always wanted to be to do great work and thrive. right, super excited to dive into today's episode. We are going to be talking about anticipation stations, which we anticipate are going to become your new go-to pre-reading activity. I see what you did there, Caitlin. What did I do? You didn't even catch it. No. We anticipate are going to be. Oh, I didn't even catch that. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) I love it. So you might think, you know, pre-reading activities, you're like, "Uh uh-uh time consuming. I don't want to do that. Right. But that can be a good thing, right? What if we think about it differently because it's time well spent that will actually help your students better understand their reading. It's going to help them have higher level discussions with each other. And it will also help them become more engaged in the material. So when you're thinking about pre-reading activities, don't just glaze over them and want to get right to the material, right? Think about these benefits. And isn't something that has the power to really set our students up for that kind of success well worth your time? And I think the answer is yes, right? So if you've ever experienced your students reading a class novel at just the surface level, so frustrating, and you really just want them to think deeper, you want them to get to like the meat of it because you know that that text is full of hidden gems, lessons, things for them to take away, maybe even impact and change their life then this activity that we're going to share with you is truly a game changer. It is. And just imagine for a second, if you had a pre-reading system, not even just an activity, but a system in place that got your students excited about the upcoming book, got them curious about the diverse topics that you were going to be discussing, and it got them debating really complex, critical thinking questions that may challenge what they previously thought. So before going into that novel, right? Anticipation stations are the answer to this. And what I absolutely love about this activity is it can be a system in your classroom. It's a very effective pre-reading activity, but you can rinse and repeat it. Just switch out 
you'll see the statements, I'll talk about those soon, for different novels. And it makes a perfect into lesson. So if you know we talk about into, through, and beyond lessons, right? Our into lessons, you want to hook your students. You want to give them background knowledge and set them up for success. And anticipation stations are a super easy way to do that. Yeah. And just so you guys know, if you are an EB teachers club member, so if you're an EB teacher, you do have access to a wide range of anticipation, anticipation stations in a variety of our novel units within the club. And if you've been hearing about our EB teachers club and you're like, Oh, I'm interested in that. What is it? It's your go-to community for engaging and rigorous done for you lessons that are really going to have your students begging for more. They're going to love your class and you get to have all of those wins with your students and you get to love teaching too, all while you're not sacrificing your nights and weekends planning. So if it's something that you're like, yeah, I really want to be a part of that. We invite you to add your name to our wait list. So you can be the first in line when we open the doors for enrollment. And if you go to ebacademics.com forward slash EB waitlist, so forward slash EB waitlist, um, you can add your name to the waitlist. And again, you'll be the first to know. We'd love to welcome you into our EB community. So today we're going to walk you through how to structure anticipation stations in your classroom. And we're going to do this through the lens of Lois Lowry's The Giver. So we're going to keep that book in mind as we're going through this, but you can use this activity that we're going to share with any novel that you're using in your class. So even though we're using The Giver as the kind of vehicle to teach you this, you can use it with any other novel. So the community in The Giver is based on utopian ideals, right? And the rules of the community were designed in order to help citizens live a perfect life, a life where there is no hunger, there's no pain. And since these will be major talking points throughout the reading of this particular novel, the anticipation stations will focus on statements that you'd like students to consider before reading the book. So as you then dive further into the novel, you get to revisit these statements and see if students' perspectives have changed now that they have actual textual evidence to refer to. So Jessica's going to share with us how to set up these anticipation stations. And Caitlin, I want you to stop me after any point if you're like, that doesn't make sense or you have follow-up questions. Okay. okay, sounds good. All right. So first thing you're going to do, this is going to take a little tiny bit of prep in advance. You don't want to do this, you know, the morning you're going to start a novel unit, but you're going to come up with eight or so statements that are open to debate. And these statements should highlight the key themes of the novel that your students are going to be reading. So I'm going to share the statements we have for the giver so you can see the kind of the quality of the statements. And it might spark some ideas for whatever novel you're reading with your class. So here are our statements. There would be no pain in a perfect world. There would be no competition or jealousy in a perfect world. A person's career should be a careful match of their interests, talents, and skills. And hopefully you're starting to see if you've read this novel. Okay, yes, I get how these statements are kind of universal themes or at least topics within the story. In a perfect world, all family members would share their thoughts and feelings with each other. Life would be easier if we didn't have bad memories in our heads. Family should not be allowed to have more than two children. There is no need to study world history. And the good of the community is more important than the good of the individual. So you can see these are really open to debate. Students are hopefully going to have a lot of thoughts on these statements. Mm -hmm. So you've come up with your eight or so statements. 
and you're going to print them out on pieces of paper. So you want to, you know, print it pretty large because what you're going to end up doing is hopefully laminating these. So it's one and done, and you can use this next year with your students as well, but then you're going to tape them around the walls of your classroom. So you're spacing them out equally and making different stations because what's going to happen is students will be walking around to each poster and they're going to be reading that statement and then doing some work. So you want to have like a very clear area for that poster and room for students to stand. All good so far? Yep. Makes total okay. sense. And such great statements. They are. I mean, we have to give total credit to Patricia, our curriculum creator on the team. She comes up with such awesome lessons for you all. Yeah. So I, love I can it. see students like loving discussing these. Okay. Absolutely. Continue. Okay. So you've hung up your posters around the classroom. And now next to each poster, you're going to put up a large piece of butcher paper or chart paper, whatever you have access to. And then you're going to divide your students into groups of three or four. So ideally, each group member will have a different color marker so that it's really easy to differentiate, you know, like Caitlin wrote this, Jessica wrote this. And then plus, it just makes the poster look more visually appealing and it's engaging for students as they are going to be walking around the classroom. So you organize your students, they have their markers. Then you're going to take each group and you're going to place them at a different statement poster. It doesn't matter where they start. And you're going to explain to students that each group will silently rotate through the different posters. And at their first statement, the paper is going to be blank. So they need to read that statement and then they're going to write their thoughts in that butcher paper underneath. So this is hopefully starting to sound like silent debates if you've heard us mm -hmm. talk about those before, right? We're yep. rinsing and repeating activities here. So that first statement where they're writing their thoughts, it's very open-ended. Students can say why they agree with the statement or why they disagree with it. They can make connections to things that the statement reminds them of. They can even ask questions. And I like this idea, but I'm going to offer it with just, I don't know, a bit of hesitation. You can encourage them to write quick symbols or pictures as well, but I would also say they have to explain those. Because mm -hmm. it would drive me nuts if my students, you know, just drew a stick figure up there. And I'm like, I have no idea how that relates to it. <laughs> so just set some parameters there. <laughs> and we, we recommend giving them around, you know, three to five minutes to read the statement, come up with some kind of response to that statement. And then depending on the skill level of your students, you can adjust that time accordingly. Um, and then you have them rotate to the next statement. So this time at that second station, there's now already some writing on the poster. So they're reading the new statement taking some time to just read through some of the comments on that poster from their classmates from the previous group. And then if they agree with one of their classmates, they can write that down or they can underline certain words or phrases that their classmate put in a response and, you know, draw an arrow and explain why they think that's important or what their thoughts are in that particular response. I really encourage you to have your students sign their names so that they're just held more accountable to what they're writing as well. It just keeps things um, academic and professional. So they can also disagree with uh, their classmates as well, right? And you want to just set those expectations of what it looks like to politely disagree with their classmates. They can continue to add their own ideas, but we also, again, want to set parameters. You don't want them just summarizing what a classmate said before them. We're like, I agree with Caitlin, me too. You know, That's not helpful. We want them to dig deeper, to come up with personal connections that they can expand on their classmates' thinking. So all good, Caitlin? Yes. Okay. Makes perfect sense. Great. And again, you might want to encourage, you know, your higher level students to comment on two classmates responses on each poster or whatever it is. You can adjust this depending on your grade level. So you keep rotating your students around. They visit all eight of those stations, continuing to add on to the responses until they get back to their original poster where they started. 
And this time you allow them to talk. So this whole time they've been quiet. They are just reading and writing. Back at their poster or their original poster, you would give them, you know, 10 minutes or so to really read through everything that was written. And as a group kind of come up with a summary of what was there, because then they're going to debrief with the class and kind of share overall what the class felt about that particular statement and just, you know, paraphrase it for everyone, keeping it short. And then you can have a class discussion about the ideas. And I I hope you're already seeing the benefits of this, of like the high level thinking that's happening before you've even read the novel before even one page of the novel. Yeah, absolutely. You explained it beautifully. Perfect sense. So these anticipation stations really are such a great pre-reading activity because what Jessica just said, students are doing those high level thinking, right? They're doing that high level thinking, but in an interactive way, right? They get up to move around and things like that. So you might consider doing this activity without telling your students, even what novel they'll be reading, right? That might be super interesting too, because sometimes our students, you know, hear grumblings from other people about what books are about, et cetera. So then after students complete this activity, they can come up with now a prediction about what the novel is going to be about. Your students will be super hooked in this. I'm sure they're going to have some very interesting predictions depending on what types of uh, statements you gave your students for this activity. Um, But you'll also be really happy with how much deeper their discussions will be as they read the novel itself because they've had these discussions beforehand. Plus, this is a win-win because you can absolutely rinse and repeat this activity for your next novel unit by just changing out the statements. And so many of the novel units inside of our EB Teachers Club start off with anticipation stations, and we're actually going to be releasing a generic template that can be used with any novel. So be on the lookout for that. That comes out early this summer. So hopefully that was helpful for you guys. And if you are interested in joining the EB Teachers Club, again, a reminder to add your name to the waitlist. Go to ebacademics.com forward slash EB waitlist. And if you found this podcast episode helpful for you, we would love a review on iTunes. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us this week and we'll see you next week on the podcast. Bye everybody. Bye everyone.